0: Welcome to the green rush, a podcast about the business of cannabis on a weekly basis hosts Ann Donahoe and Lewis Goldberg talk with the CEOs, politicians and cultural icons driving the cannabis industry forward. This week, Lewis and Ann speak with Jason Muse of Jay and Silent Bob fame, a creative partnership that was born in the 1994 Kevin Smith classic film Clerks and that lives on today in the form of their popular podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Over the years, Jay has struggled with addiction issues and has used podcasting with Kevin as a vehicle for staying sober. Jay and Kevin will be appearing at this year's Emerald Cup, taking their Jay and Silent Bob Get Old podcast show on the road. Just a quick heads up on this one, both Lewis and Ann nerd out quite a bit, so cut them some slack. Mostly Lewis, but still. And before we get to the show, I'm going to tell you all about the biggest industry story of the week, because when I'm not voicing the introduction for the Green Rush podcast, I produce a couple of shows on my own, one of which gets super nerdy about marijuana news. Don't sit back, lean forward. Now on to our interview with Jason Muse. That is right after I quickly run through my thoughts on the biggest story of the week in legal marijuana. I'll use this moment real quick to pitch my own news podcast, which you can find over at MJTodayDaily.com. During the week of December 5th, 2018, for my money, the biggest story in the industry is the quick movement that's being made in legalizing industrial hemp. Right now, the 2018 Farm Bill is in the final stages of being passed by the U.S. Congress and includes language that will finally lift the federal prohibition on industrial hemp that's for too long tied together its fate with its more medicinal and adult-use-oriented cousin. There's been a lot of good outlets that have covered this storyline well. In particular, I'm thinking about the team over at MarijuanaMoments.com, which has been all over its details as they've broken... One of the more recent twists on this one is the fact that it appears that congressional lawmakers are going to include a provision to ban anyone with a felony drug conviction from becoming a hemp farmer. So stupid on so many levels. Marijuana Moments Kyle Yeager covered this angle well in a recent story, which I'd direct you over to for more details. The 2018 Farm Bill is not quite settled law yet, as it still needs to survive final passage through the U.S. House and Senate, but things are looking good in all the right places for the hemp legalization parts to make it through, and a final vote will take place either way before the end of the month. If industrial hemp is actually legalized at the federal level, there are going to be a lot of interesting things happening in 2019 for our industry and beyond. So that's what's going on in the industry this week.
1: Jason, thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, I know it's not cool for the person interviewing the guest to like fanboy out, but it's really hard for me not to do some do. So I'm, I'm almost, I'm a little older than you, um, but I grew up in Jersey in the eighties and you know what you and Kevin did with clerks and all the other movies, especially dogma really spoke to me. Um, when you guys were doing Clerks back in 94, did you did you have any clue as to what you were creating?
2: Uh, No, not at all. I mean, uh, I feel Kevin created it, really. Uh, but Kevin said, hey, I wrote a movie, and we're going to shoot, uh, and I wrote a character for you. Like, we shot it, and I, it didn't really—even while we were shooting, I was super nervous, so I really— I I didn't really pay attention except trying to get through the whole process because of being so nervous and just trying to just make it happen and have Kevin not be mad. And then when we were done, um, you know, when we were done, Kevin went and started editing it on a steam back and I went back to work roofing and stuff, went back to my normal job that I did every day, um, and I didn't really think much of it, and it wasn't until after – you know, he got, I can't remember, I I can't remember if he called called or, or told me, I saw him in person, I don't remember, but regardless, I just know that he, um, at some point, I he told me that it got bought by Miramax, and he's like, dude, man, your movie, our movie's going to be, you know, on, on whatever amount of screens it was, 100 screens or something, um, people are going to see it, and I, I, and I just mentioned all this, because even step by step, I just was like, oh, cool, because... I don't know. I just didn't get it. I was, you know, I was like 18, 19 and didn't know anything about the movie business. It it just didn't really register with me. And it really wasn't until Mallrats that I was like, wow, this is really cool. We're like, maybe this is something I can do. And then I got (laughs) offered to do an independent movie drawing flies with this guy, Malcolm Ingram. So I went from Mallrats to go shoot drawing flies. And that's really when I was like, wow, this is you know, now this is my third movie, and maybe this is something I could do for uh, for the rest of my life as a future. And I still, I actually thought that, but I still had to work. I actually, after mall rats and drawing flies, I came home and I worked for my friend delivering pizza from his pizza place he owned. Um, oh man! Yeah, it so, wasn't until until Dogma that I stopped work working. When you were delivering pizza, did you ever get recognized? You say, hey man. Not a whole lot but in, but definitely sometimes. It would, it would happen here and there. People would be like, Hey man, I saw you in Mall Rats. You were in a movie You know, and then I'd be like, Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> 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 Thank yeah. Thanks for pointing it out. But uh Did
1: you get better tips when they knew who you were?
2: And not to ma- no, no. I think that, I think everyone wanted to give me less tips. The thing is, it's funny because people don't realize when they again, I, I another thing I like I said, I didn't realize the process or what was happening that wow this uh you know my buddy made a movie that made it into a a pretty big film festival and then it got picked up which is a big deal i just didn't get it and and a lot of people where we grew up didn't get it either because you know like i came home from mall rats and i remember people are like you've done two movies dude how many houses did you buy how many cars (laughs) do you own and it's like dude I got paid two great. I think Kevin, like, hooked everyone up because uh, you know no one got paid for, um, for clerks. We just did it because we thought it'd be fun. And then even after mall Rats you get paid like scale, which was like, I don't know, I don't remember if it was like sixteen grand after taxes. You know, you're walking with maybe ten grand. It's like, dude, I'm not buying any houses with ten thousand. <laughs> the you know. So uh, I don't know. It just it was funny. So no. I I didn't know, you know, I really didn't realize what what Kevin did and what he accomplished a, a, until like I I would even say again, even after Dogma, even after Mallrats, I thought it was cool we made made a studio movie and it seemed more real. But I didn't think like, hey, Kevin's gonna make Chasing Amy, then Dogma, um, and Jay and Salma Strikes Back, and, and people, other people are gonna start offering me roles in independent movies and other movies and stuff so no i i had no idea and it it took you know again it was it was uh years later before i thought even like wow like actually this is sort of a big deal so
3: well and you and kevin um have been creative partners for like more than 20 years right so how has your relationship changed over the years? It sounds like, you know, you were kind of helping a buddy out, you know, and he wrote this part for you, but, you know, it really evolved into something much deeper than that. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: I feel like over the years, things have, I would say for years though, again, before we started doing our podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, um, I feel like we we've had sort of the same relationship where it was like, he was, uh, you know, he was uh, he still is a hard worker and he's smart and, and, uh, productive person where I was just, uh, uh, you know, I was just getting things done to try to survive. Like I would work in the movies more Uh, for years, for most of the movies, it wasn't like, wow, I'm, I'm creating art. It was like, oh my gosh, I get to make another paycheck. That's not me delivering pizzas. (laughs) Um, and, and, you know, but I also got strung out on drugs and, uh, you know I would drink a lot and do a lot of stuff uh that just wasn't very productive i was was roofing and and I would get a paycheck so I'm just saying like uh for years it was like he was like the older brother who would come home from from you know uh writing a script and going on tour doing whatever with the movies or whatever it might be, and then I'd be strung out and he'd try to help me get sober and so I feel like our relationship for years and years and years was was really just uh, an older brother slash um, uncle who like was always trying to uh, take care of me and keep me keep me on the straight narrow, or you know whatever it might have been and just keep trying to give me work it wasn't really till the podcast this last time that really our friendship is has actually changed to where it should have been and and it's like now we're actually best friends and business partners, and he says it too, he talks about it, he's talked about it on our podcasts and in interviews and stuff. Like it, our dynamic, belief, it's it's crazy to think, even for me stepping back, it's like, A, because I've been sober uh, uh, longer than I have in the past, so I'm a little more reliable on that end of things, but also like him and I have spent so much time together on the road and on the podcast and on the podcast, so I like bare my soul where before, yeah, for years like I'd man. hide everything, I, I was, telling white lies constantly to him. So it was really hard for him to get to trust, know me or any of that stuff. Uh, you know, so it, it's really changed our relationship now. Um,
1: My family is sadly also very, um, uh, there's a lot of issues of, of addiction and recovery. And I'm, I'm used to visiting family members and at, at, at treatment centers Um and, Your podcast is great. I mean, what you talk about, you're you're completely honest. It's really amazing to hear you and Kevin talk about how you're dealing with what you're dealing with. This show is about cannabis, um, and it's about the intersection of cannabis and business and culture, Um, and and a large part of you know we've talked to a lot of people about the plant and how a lot of people see it as an rather than being a gateway drug, it's an exit drug for from opioids. You're, you're in recovery. Do you have any relationship with the plant now or are you completely clean?
2: No, no, I'm totally clean. Like I, I haven't smoked in, in years. Uh, and again, it's not because I don't agree with them and, and cannabis and, and the good it does. Like, uh, you know, I perfect example. I tell people constantly is like, you know, my mom, uh, my mom passed now, but she had HIV and, and was in a lot of pain uh and couldn't hold food down so they gave her marijuana and and that was the only thing that would help her eat and hold food down uh same with my buddy uh who passed he's 20 he passed at 23 years old but i knew him so i was like five but he got cancer and you know all the the chemo and all the medicine and all that would make him sick and he could never hold food down and until they finally prescribed him marijuana cannabis so
1: you can call it marijuana you can call it whatever, Matt.
2: I'm all for it. I'm, I think it's a uh, exit drug. I think it's uh, a medical miracle, like, all that stuff. It's just when I got sober, like, again, I relapsed. I'd get sober, and then I relapsed, and got sober, relapsed. And each time I would either, oh, I'm just going to smoke. I'm just going to drink. I'm just going to. And it got it had to get to a point more so for me for, like, a mindset of, going to meetings and being accountable. Like you can't go in an NA or AA meeting and be like, Hey, I'm sober two years, but I just got, you know, I just smoked some just because for them in the, in the world of, um, sobriety and AA and all that stuff it, it is, uh, no mind altering substances. So, you know, I just had to sort of deep dive deep into the recovery. So I had to just keep it away from everything which is a bummer because honestly I haven't even got to try like again Kevin and my wife uh one of my best good buddies they uh you know are always we'll go to Colorado and we'll get to go into one of those stores like 711s and it's Dude, you live in, you live in LA. It's right there too. So it's too, but I, I, I mean, it's like that more so now, but before it was like, you needed a medical card to walk yeah. through the door. Um, but I'm just saying The point is, is like, now it's like, I, I see all the different kinds like Skittles and OG crap Kush and all this stuff. And it looks beautiful and smells beautiful. And I haven't even smoked since the last time I smoked it. Literally, I remember my buddy and I got, like, a $20 uh, little thing. It was, it was like, literally seeds and stems and, and dark as a, a tree, um, an actual, like, <laughs> an actual oak tree. And it was just dirty and smelt, like – so I, I can't even imagine the, the goodness that there is now. So it's, it's sort not, of it's a I, bummer, but, you know –
1: it's not worth your sobriety. Look, as somebody who, it's not, my dad is in recovery and he's been in recovery for almost 30 years I, and, and, and you know, he would do whatever, like, if it, and so it's not worth it. As, as wonderful as it is, your family, your friendships are way, way, way more important. But your character, right? You said you were, you, you created that character when you were 17 or 18 and it seems, it really seemed authentic, right? It was, it was like, it didn't seem like you were acting, which is as good a compliment as you can give an actor. How much of a, of a challenge is it to, is it to play Jay now that you are sober?
2: Well, it, it's actually, it started again, even earlier than that. Like Kurt, clerks, when Kevin wrote clerks, him and I had been hanging out for a, a few years. I was uh we met when I started hanging out when I was about 14 and, um, and then I used to help him at the quick stop uh, doing newspapers. The Sunday paper was like, you know, 20 different pieces of uh, piles of paper, you had to make one big Sunday paper. And I used to go with them at 530 in the morning. And we bonded over Degrassi and, and, and doing the papers and silver spoons. Uh, and then we started go going to the comic book stores together, me, Walt Flanagan, Brian Johnson. Anyway, so I had known him for years, and I was super obnoxious, had a weird sense of humor. And he always said like, <laughs> hey, man, you're funny. I think someone should put you in a movie. Uh, I wonder if other people find you funny. I wonder if other people would find that weird humor of yours funny. And then when he when he, uh, one day was like, hey, I'm going to make him. I wrote a movie. I wrote a character based on you and things you've said and done over the years. So Jay is written based on a 14-, 15-, 16-year-old Jason Muse. Um, and so besides selling weed, I never sold weed, but the carrot, that sort of just gave us a reason to be hanging out in front of a store all day. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, it, it, uh, it was based off me and as the years went on, I feel like Kevin had de- I got older, um, a little less obnoxious, um, or a little more obnoxious. I feel like I was a little more obnoxious during mall rats. And that's why Jay's more like snooty Poochies.
3: <laughs>
1: well, thank you
3: you just made Lewis's. you day. just made my day <laughs> uh you know and then chasing
2: amy i talk about it being uh you know who talks like that you know snooch to the new so uh, again i think kevin adapted the character to me and now speaking of uh, for me i feel like again jay the jay character is likes to smoke and do his thing so i really don't think it's affected the character because even in clerks too if you remember the guy comes up he goes uh you know where you been 15 bucks little man <laughs> and then he's like where you where you been i was like oh i got sentenced to six months in rehab i was um you know and i'm sober now and here's the holy fucking bible son um so kevin even when i got sober um the for in the beginning when he was writing clerks he tied that in that the actual character jay was sober in the movie. So it, it I don't feel like it's not hard, it's no not a whole lot different me playing the character, uh being sober, the character being sober or not sober. Um, it sort of just seems the same to me. So
3: um, so I'm going to pivot here and you and Kevin are appearing at the Emerald cup later this month, um, which is the premier event for medical cannabis, um, in the industry. And it advances a concept of sustainable outdoor farming, um, full di- disclosure, they're our client. Um, and we had Tim Blake on, uh, a couple months ago, who's the founder of the cup and who's just awesome. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you guys are doing there?
2: Uh, so I believe we are going to be doing some Jay and Silent and Bob get old, and uh, you know we've been touring with the the, the podcast for like eight years, and uh, you know it's it's just depending on it, depending on where we're at and what happens and all that. The show has its like uh, point, like the opening and we tell a story and, and we sort of catch up with each other. We play a game at the end. Um, but again, it really, we, it changes up with each state and venue and what's going on. So I'm sure we'll have some fun and, and, uh, you know, it's just me and Kevin really talking to each other and and uh, telling some funny stories and entertaining and and uh, you know, like I said, playing a game at the end and and uh, so a couple audience members usually get to come up and participate in the show and all that stuff. So um, hopefully, yeah, it'll it'll be fun.
1: You guys, you know, not only have created these characters, you've also started to get into the the world of creating a brand um what are you guys doing what are you and kevin doing in terms of actually making money in the cannabis world
2: uh you know there's a bunch of different uh things i you know i'm really bad at keeping up with uh (laughs) what what is is done in in emotion i know that some things i can't talk about i can't talk about but i never really know like again luckily um Uh, Usually I'm told when, like, all right, great, everything's in motion and we can talk about it. But, like, Kevin and I just went to uh, a a, a convention not too long ago because we have uh, some water pipes and we have papers and grinders and trays with some, you know, different ones. One has Buddy Christ on it. Some have Jay and Bob on it. Some have Bortman and Chronic on it. (laughs) Uh,
3: Lewis, I know what I'm getting you for Hanukkah.
1: Buddy Christ, please.
2: (laughs) yeah there's some some cool stuff they've been that they've been putting together and and doing so um I, I believe that stuff is you know all out there now so but but I know that Kevin and I went to a convention and we went to the the mm-hmm. company that's creating it and we hung out at their booth and and got to take photos and and show some of the merchandise so it was pretty dope
3: you're a dad now um how old is your daughter
2: she's three and a half she'll be four april 1st
3: okay so she's still little how do you plan on um talking with your daughter about you know your history um you know with cannabis but also your your past drug history are you prepared to have that conversation yet (laughs) i am
2: not i'm not we have some time i mean I I, uh, I definitely have tried to show her a little clips of the movie. She doesn't really get it yet. <laughs> you know, uh, just some of the fun clips like us hanging out with the ape and stuff. I thought she'd dig. Uh, it, it's uh, but I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm, I definitely am not. I think when I feel like she'll understand, I definitely will talk to her about it. I'm sure. Like when she gets in uh, high school and they start teaching the kids about it and stuff and not to do it. I remember, like, I was – I feel like I was a junior in high school or so when they had an assembly where in the gym they had some dude dressed up as a big doobie. Um, And it was like, hey, man, hey, kids, you want to get high, want to get high? And, like, the the doobie was, like, dancing around, like – and they were just talking to you about, like, how – Like, you know, all the different drugs and be careful and all that stuff. So I feel like, you know, there's definitely going to be a time where the school uh, hopefully teaches her. And when she, I feel like she'll understand. I have no problem sort of let.
1: By that time, they're going to be teaching her how to roll a joint in school.
2: Exactly. (laughs) I definitely want to inform her uh, about me and about the harder drugs because I definitely, you know, I definitely think. Uh, it's something I want her to be uh, stay away from, and never try any any types of type of uh, opiates or any other drugs like that. Because, you know, I am hopefully not, but she could have the gene in her. I do feel like it's a a genetic thing because my my mom my mom was a dope fiend, and my sister, my brother, myself, um, you know, we all use drugs, and and so hopefully uh, I want to teach her definitely early enough before. You know, there's ever someone offering her something harder than cannabis. So, (laughs) but that I'm all about. I'm gonna tell her I'm all about that, as long as she does it safely. So,
1: you and Kevin have been painted kind of like the latter-day Cheech and Chong, right? I mean, Jane, Silent Bob are these iconic characters. Um, Do you ever look back, or do you you guys ever talk about you know what 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 you guys have actually done to help normalize? pot in in um, in culture I mean it's it, it you guys have you and Harold and Kumar, Chichin Chong have this role in 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 general culture. I mean you guys ever talk about things like that, or am I just sound like an asshole
2: for me, I feel like it's odd uh you know when people let's say they're like. Hey man, you know, can you do this thing? But you know what? I don't want you to do this because it's weird asking a movie star to do this. And I, and but for me, I don't feel like a movie star as much as an entertainer. And and I would never. I feel uncomfortable when people say it to me. I would never say it about myself. Same with like. It's hard for me to be like, yeah, man. Do you know, for, you know. Do you know what we've done uh, for people in in the world, like or, or whatever? Like it just it's just hard for me it, it, to to see myself or say stuff like that i definitely you know i like people over the years have told me hey i have a friend like you or i have a cousin like you and and uh, or you know you speak the j character speaks his mind and i feel like it's helped me uh shape my uh sense of humor and me i speak my mind instead of holding back so i always think that's nice and and you know it's uh yeah it's nice but i just again it's it's always weird for me to say it's like same with, like, Kevin uh, always, if you notice, Kevin, when he makes movies, he never puts uh, a movie by Kevin Smith, um, and he's made me aware of that, too, where I, no, it's, I'm if stoked, you, I just you skew my, production, right? No. yeah, well, he just says, because he feels like, and I agree with them. is like, I just directed my first movie called Madness and the Method, and, and they said that to me right away, they're like, hey, do you want your name first, and we're going to put a movie by Jason Mewes, it's like, no the movie isn't by jason mews it's by everybody there's i don't do it all by myself there's a dp there's a set designer there's a you know locations person like the movies are made by many people so i'm just saying i sort of feel that way in life like i just don't i just feel weird being like hey i did this all by myself i, I don't know I don't know if yeah. that all makes sense. I mean, no, it totally makes sense. All,
1: yeah. Look, we it, it, we are all a function of the communities that we work and live in and it's nobody's nobody is by themselves. I mean, we're all with people and recognizing that's really important. But the only time that you're not with people is when you're doing stand up, right? And you do stand up now. I've tried it a couple times and I absolutely suck. So uh, and I have no no problem admitting I am not funny. Um, what's it like like when you're doing it how how did you decide to do it how did you get involved? like take 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 a moment and talk about the stand up stuff that you're doing
2: i uh, well i definitely oh. i, I- start off by saying i love it how do i start i'd say i'd say my wife was a big part of that it's I so i don't know if you know jordan is my wife and jordan is kevin's business partner in smyco she runs mm-hmm. kevin's company she's the one who has been booking and making putting everything in order for the jay and son touring um now for my touring amusing uh stories uh she produces the movie she did Produce Tusk and Yo There. She's gonna produce if all goes plan. Knock on wood. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Can't um, wait. Yeah. So you know she's a big part of all that, and and she like you know Kevin and I do our podcast, but there's months where we don't get to to do anything together because Kevin has like three other podcasts: Hollywood Babylon and Evening with Kevin Smith uh you know F- fat man on batman and all these other podcasts so like he'd be touring with other stuff or out of town for something and i wouldn't you know so I, my wife was like look you know it'd be nice if you could start going out doing other podcasts with people, <laughs> or maybe just doing your others your own stuff and i had done a few stuff things because you know i i started actually doing them at the comic book conventions at the comic book conventions They usually have panels where, you know, like they'll have like the star, you know, all the cast members of uh, the Flash or or what have you. And then so they always have panels. And I would whenever I'd go to convention, they'd be like, do you want to sit and do a panel with a moderator? And I'd be like, you know what, I'd actually like Q&A more. So can I start doing that? And so I started doing Q&A's at the at all the conventions. And I really really started liking it more and more and more and more and more and more. I would, I would answer less questions and, and answer a question more with the story. Um, and so I, st- you know, that's when I, my wife was like, you know, you should st- go out and do that. So when it started, it was more of a, me going to venues, not doing stand-up comedy. Cause I don't tell jokes. I don't have a set, you know, a 30 minute set of like, Hey, what about them politics? You know, blah blah. blah, blah <laughs> It's nothing like that. It's me telling stories. And in the beginning, I do like 30 minutes of storytelling and then like 30 minutes of Q&A where I, I you know, answer questions and, and give some really long, fun, entertaining answers. Um, but now now it's more I've got it to where I don't normally answer any questions. I just straight up tell like a good uh, 60 to 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 75 minutes of of stories so it, it's been a lot of fun man i i really dig it um it's been like i've done maybe 30 or 40 venues now um and it's been awesome
1: very cool all right well we're right at that 30 minute mark and we want to be respectful of your time so is there anything else you want to plug or anything you want to say yeah, what's
3: the name of your movie and what is oh, so my out? movie is Madness oh, and the Method. Okay. Um, hopefully
2: I'll be able to tweet social media like Facebook or something soon like wh- where you could see it because right now we just finished like the edits done and there's some tweaking of the sound mix and the, all that. But it was really cool. I directed it. Um, I acted in it and we got a bunch of cool cameos from uh, Stan Lee, Dean Kane. Oh, my God.
3: That's awesome.
2: Vinnie Jones, uh, Judd Nelson, uh, David Dashamass. I can't pronounce
3: it. It could be one of Stan Lee's last cameos. Yeah,
2: it's it was I've had a really lot of cool people jump on board because they're like, wow, Muse is directing. I want to be part of it because we didn't have a whole lot of money, of course. But also, I love that. So keep an eye out on that. Um, Hopefully in the next two to three months, uh, it'll be somewhere for people to see, whether it be theaters or Netflix or Amazon or somewhere but also keep an eye out on Facebook. One of my favorite things I've been doing, besides the touring with the amusing stories, is I've been streaming on Facebook uh, video games. So uh, that's again, I apologize for the for the change. Of- yeah,
1: you do you do Fortnite, right?
2: Yeah, well I can do any games, but I always I keep winding up doing like even now I've been playing it. I'm like, all right, guys, I've been playing Fortnite every day for three weeks. Now I'm gonna change it up and then. Thursday, the new season comes out, which I'm so excited about because they do the coolest things in Fortnite where they like literally like you could sit and join the game and watch the map transform in front of your eyes. Like it's crazy, like meteorites fall or the cube explodes and it's been it's such a fun game.
1: My kids play it. It's I have a 15 year old and a 12 year old and, and my 15 year old will smoke your ass. Uh, my 12 year old not so much.
2: I uh, no, I believe, I believe me, dude. I, I, I go on there, and I've been playing since eight, the first week, April, so May, June, July, August. Uh,
1: I can't figure out how to play these games. Yeah, it's like, like
2: almost eight months, and I just started now I'm not saying I'm good, but I'm a lot better than I was. Like, now I get you know I'm, uh, now I'll get a few kills per game, where before I would go game after game without any kills. Uh, but anyway, yes, most of the kids, I, I can hear them. They'll join in my lobby sometimes, and they'll be like, hey, man, you suck, and they'll get like 10 <laughs> kills. You know what I mean? And they're 12, 15. It's funny. I went to my <laughs> nephew's, uh, my wife's sister's son's. He's nine years old, football game, and all the kids are eight, nine, ten years old, and they all they won the game, and, and all, all of them the- start busting out emotes from Fortnite. The floss, they all fucking floss, right? They do the It's It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, dude, so yeah, keep an eye, everybody keep an eye out on my Facebook for uh, uh, my stream for video games. I usually post saying, hey, I'm going to stream at one o'clock or what time it is. Um, but yeah, so I've been streaming the amusing stories, uh, Jay and Salt Bob, good old podcast, my movie, Madness and the Method, and, and hopefully you'll see a new Jay and Salt Bob movie soon.
3: Awesome. And we'll have a link in our show notes to um everything that Jay just mentioned.
2: Yeah. And this
1: thank you so much. I mean, we really appreciate you taking the time. And like I said at the beginning, I am a huge fan and this is like I am dude, too. I grew up in yeah. West Long Branch, New we're, Jersey. Yeah, yeah, we're we are Jersey two Jersey sure. yeah, Jersey strong.
3: Did you grow up all? Do you grow up where? I grew up in West Long Branch. I grew up oh, in grew West in, Long Branch. Oh my
2: gosh, that's a hop skip jump for me. And oh I through yeah. there to to get to the Monmouth Mall. I see. "Oh yeah, oh, long branch. Oh yeah, girl. Oh, oh yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, oh, man. man. Well thank you guys very, very much. Uh and have a good day. And and uh yeah, I'll see you soon. Cool. Thank, thank you thanks, so Jason. much,
3: Jay. We really appreciate it. Take bye care. Bye
1: bye. Our thanks to Jason Muse. Um how cool was that? Like, I'm just still geeking out over it, but
3: I'm <laughs> such a nerd.
1: I'm such a nerd. He can be found on Twitter at J J A Y M E W S. You can check out his podcast, J and Silent Bob Get Old. It's really uh, excellent. Uh, or you can go see them and meet them at the Emerald Cup coming up um, and to visit us or communicate with us and to geek out over us or send me hate mail because I. I love the hate mail. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle at KCSA underscore cannabis, or you can drop us an email at greenrush at kcsa.com and don't forget to subscribe to the Green Rush in your favorite podcatcher. And that that is one take, Shay. One take.